Hey everyone, it's Michael. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to the second episode of Michael and Friends. Uh, it's been a really, really long time since the first episode, so thank you so much for your support, for your kind words, and uh, I hope to have more episodes coming out more frequently. Um, a little background on this episode, I was really interested in doing one of these conversations with someone who I did not know at all, just to see what that would look like, and a couple of my friends told me about someone named uh, Emma Woods, and uh, sure enough, I contacted her, and she agreed, and uh, we met up last week, and we had this conversation. Um, and again, just a little background, what you are going to hear is completely sincere, authentic, uh, two strangers interacting. I mean, I had uh, talked to her for about a minute before I had pressed record, but everything else is um, completely natural, which I think is really nice. Um, so thank you so much for listening, thanks for your encouragement, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the second episode of Michael and Friends. Uh, Ambrose Bierce, the writer, defined friendship as a ship big enough for two in fair weather, but big enough for one in foul. Today I am not talking to a friend. Uh, by the end, I hope she is a friend, but as of right now, we are pretty much complete strangers. Today, Emma Woods is my guest. Hello, Emma. Hello. Uh, thank you for agreeing to do this. I don't think many people would agree to have just a random recorded conversation with someone who is a stranger. I was uh, pretty excited about it, actually. And yeah. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, long story short, I've been trying to set this up for months. Uh, we finally had a date at the end of December, but then it was around finals week, and mm -hmm. everyone outside this makeshift recording studio we have was kind of studying and I would feel bad mm -hmm. about recording it while they were working hard. But now no one's around, so we can say, we can be as loud as we want. I look forward to it. <laughs> okay, excellent. Uh, Emma, did you have a best friend growing up? Mm, I would say I kind of just had like a group of best friends growing up. I went mm -hmm. to a really small uh, like grade school and middle school. Okay, how, how small? Uh, graduating like eighth grade class of 29 kids. Wow. So. Was it combined elementary and middle school? Yeah, it was okay. K through eighth, Catholic school. Wow, Catholic school. Yes, that is fascinating. <laughs> what, what was that like? I <clears throat> I grew up with no religion, like <clears throat> whatsoever, let alone a school environment where one religion seems to permeate through it. What was that like? Um, you know, like look, it was pretty normal. I thought basically <laughs> until I got to Worcester, and right. then I realized that like other people didn't have the weird interactions that I had, such as, like, having um, religion class every day. Okay, um, so so did you have, I and I, forgive me if I ask any <laughs> ignorant questions, I know nothing about Catholic school. Did you have, so, K through 8, mm -hmm. so, you know, I, I'm trying to remember my elementary school, I mean, we would just have, I guess we would study different units throughout mm -hmm. the day, but we would be in one classroom. But then middle school, you have mm -hmm. sort of seven different periods. Mm -hmm. Was that similar? Did they have a similar setup? Yeah, or? they had a similar setup. Um, just there was only like in the middle school, which was sixth through eighth, there was only like six teachers. Wow. So like you just moved around like one 
hallway because it was small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One no, hallway is really all you needed. That's so, uh, and where did you, did you go to a Catholic high school? I well? also went to Catholic high school, yeah. Okay, and but that was a different school. Yeah, and that one was bigger. Wow. 800 How? students total. 800 students total. At my high school, yeah. That's so fascinating. <laughs> like, that's also one thing I've learned at Worcester is where I come from, the school I went to, Poolsville mm-hmm. High School, was joked about as, like, this. it was the smallest school in the county. Mm-hmm. So when I would meet people at Worcester, I'd be like, yeah, I went to a really small school. And they'd be like, mm-hmm. how many people? And I would be like, oh, only, like, 1,200. <laughs> I'd be Ooh. like, there were 12 people in my <clears throat> class. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so that So what... All right, this is going to get a little personal. Let's Are you? It. Do you identify as Catholic now? No. No, you don't. Mm-mm. Okay. Did that happen post high school or during high school or middle school? I would school say or like early? during middle school. I like mm. was like, all right, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine middle school as the period where it's most... like the angstiest time. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting too because I think one thing in common that like I feel like everyone hates middle school. Yeah. No one has ever, I've never even talked to kids who have, had, even kids that like, I know I'm like, you were like kind of popular in middle school. They're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Which is interesting. I remember learning in my AP psych class. I don't know if this is true, but I like <laughs> to think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, my psychology teacher told me that they used to have just primary and secondary school. Mm-hmm. So it would be like K through six or seven and then, you know, seven or eight through 12. It'd mm-hmm. be two different, uh, units i guess and yeah. they they did all these studies and they noticed that like the sixth to seventh graders when mm-hmm. put with the younger kids would like beat up on them and provoke them and yeah. then same like seventh eighth if put with the older kids they'd provoke them and get beat up so they were just like let's take the three worst grades <laughs> put them all together the most universally despised grades and yeah just throw them yeah. all together that was there sense. was there a moment was there an epiphany where you were like i don't believe in this Or was it gradual? Um, I'd say it's gradual. I think, like, people are kind of predisposed to, like, being more, like, prone to believe in a religion and not. And Mm. I think I'm not. And then also, like, going to Catholic school and things being really strict and being, like, really imposed upon you just makes you even more likely to be like, I'm going to rebel and, like... You know, yeah, I feel like being in that. Parents. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like being in that environment would either make you really gravitate towards mm-hmm. the faith or make you really gravitate away from it. Once a week, every single year, like K through eighth, and I don't think they did this in high school though. They would have like, oh, vocation week. Like, who wants to be a nun? And they would <laughs> tell you, like, we would have to have like silent time, and they'd be like, we want you to pray to like find out what your vocation is, like if it's priesthood or not. Wow. Did you? <laughs> so d- did. The... Uh, by the time you sort of decided this isn't really for me, do, what did you do during those praying times? Did you still like pray? You're like, hey, if you're just up like there. fume, <laughs> <laughs> just stir. Yeah. That's also, I feel like, a bad thing to give to middle school kids. Like, here, we're gonna make you sit. You can't mm-hmm. interact with anyone. You can't talk. You can't make any noise. Just think about yourself. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so that group of friends that you mentioned, those mm-hmm. were all you all went to school. Those people. Mm-hmm. And did you become friends because you had stuff in common, or like, for example? not being really into Catholicism? I think that I did end up with, like, that crowd. Mm. Um, Which, it's hard to say, like, a crowd when it's 29 students, because it's like, cliques (laughs) weren't existent. There was like, oh, there's 15 girls. Like, (laughs) how can we divide this up to be mean to each other? Like, there's small ways, but there was no big cliques. But I definitely found, I just found, like, the goofier kids. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, just naturally. I feel like that that will happen, that, Mm -hmm. like, especially, I don't know why, but I feel like with goofy... Yeah. So, like, how, if at all, and I would assume in some way, 
Uh, what do you like now? Mm. Kind of value in a friendship, if if mm. that makes sense. Like what what to you is important? I think for me, what I've noticed, like you know, growing up mm-hmm. um, with a friendship. <laughs> I like how you did it. Was like sing songy. It's great. It, um, it's like sometimes you have friends and you're friends with them because of your like geographical like location. Yes. So sometimes you're just friends with people because like you're in this location and so it makes sense. But if you were both like in different schools, you wouldn't be friends. All almost mm-hmm. all of my friends freshman year, mm-hmm. <laughs> they lived yeah. on my hall. And it, it just makes sense. House. And it makes sense. And yeah. then, so, now that I'm in college, I know the people in high school that I was friends with because I had classes with them, and I know the people in high school that I'm friends with because we're really good friends. Okay. And so I guess in, I value uh, being able to not be near or, like, even talk to a person for a while, but still uh, know that they're just, like, yes. my best friend. Yeah. Like, I, uh, my best friend just got back mm-hmm. from his mission. He's Mormon, speaking of religion. Uh, and... For those that don't know, when you go on a mission, it's two years. You're allowed to, like, Skype your family on, like, Christmas and birthdays. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, your communication is either letter or email. Mm -hmm. And I remember when he left, like, I I was really committed to this idea of writing him him letters. Mm -hmm. And I sort of did. And then, like, you know, you forget and things lapse. But one thing that we both weren't worried about was that, like, when he got back, we could just, we just, it'd be like nothing Mm -hmm. had changed. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I don't know what that that trait would be called, you know, maybe just like self-assurance in the yeah. friendship itself. Yeah. And then are, are there, are there traits? I mean, you mentioned goofy. Mm-hmm. Is a sense of humor definitely like a big yeah. like factor for that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's probably like number one. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think everything else just like follows from that. Being able to like interact well with a person having the right. same interests. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That all sort of <clears throat> comes from the genesis of the yeah. As a Bible reference. Yeah, I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, are your parents practicing Catholics now? My mom is. My dad is not. Did he used to be and has since? No, they had to do... Um, so my mom's just has always been Catholic, and my okay. dad's family just, like, was never anything. And so when they got married, uh, they had to go to counseling where, like, the priest was like, hey, are you going to raise your kids Catholic? And my mm. dad had to, like, sign something wow. to, like, agree. Because that's, I don't know if the Catholic Church still does that, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure when a Catholic marries a non-Catholic, the priest, like, kind of, like, holds it to him, like, you need to raise the kids Catholic. So, so he that's had, what they did. he had to sign a piece of paper <clears throat> saying, I'm going to raise my kids Catholic. Yeah. And what is the, if he breaks it, is it, like, straight to hell? Or, like, what's the, <laughs> what's the I don't punishment? really know. I don't really that's know so what they have planned for him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, he did it. He raised his kids Catholic. Yeah. Whether or not they turn out Catholic, I mean, that's beyond him, right? Yeah. Like, literally, that mm-hmm. is. <laughs> yeah. Um, then, wow. Do you have siblings? Mm-hmm. I have two older brothers and an older sister. Two older brothers. So you are the youngest of four. Yeah. I am the youngest of four as well. Oh, I that. have three older brothers. Ooh. Uh, what are the age differences for you? Pretty big. So one brother is 31. Okay. One brother is 28. Uh, my sister is 25. And then I am 20. So. Okay, so 5, 8, 11. Yes. I did take math in contemporary society. I did pass <laughs> it. That's how I was able to think about that. Okay. So what was that dynamic like? Growing up, because like my dad, he's the youngest of three. There was also a significant age gap, sort mm-hmm. of, with him and his brothers. Yeah. Uh, for me, I mean, my oldest brother is six years older, um, which isn't, I think, too crazy. And then mm-hmm. my other brothers are twins; they're four years older. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, are you? Are you? I guess 
one would assume you're closer with your sister just because you're closer in age. Yeah. Is that true? I'm definitely closer with my sister, but that's kind of a recent development. Mm. Like, when mm-hmm. I turned, like, 17, she was like, oh, I guess you're a human. Oh, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how it is with my brothers. Like, yep. that's when I finally, when I was, like, 17 or 18, mm-hmm. that's when I finally started to connect with them. Because mm-hmm. I guess I just stopped being a terrible, like, teenager. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. And, he, I like, even now, like, growing up, I, like, wasn't like super close with my brothers like mm-hmm. again we hung out a lot the geographic thing i think also holds true for families mm-hmm. and then once you step back you reevaluate and you're like would we be friends if we weren't related mm-hmm. and like i'm starting to realize like yeah but you know there's still it's the the experiences are, are different are mm-hmm. you like your siblings at all or would you say yeah i'd okay. say i'm being the youngest i think i am like similar to all of them mm. i think my siblings are all very different and mm-hmm. then like i am the most like i'm You're kind like of a the, hodgepodge the yeah yeah because i've taken like a lot from them just being like seeing them do yeah. their thing for so long yeah i, I i'd agree uh and my brothers are like like different i definitely mm-hmm. talk the most out of them mm-hmm. which one might assume just from meeting me i know we've <laughs> known each other for 20 minutes um <laughs> But, but yeah, there was just, like, a lot of stuff I just picked up from them mm-hmm. while we were growing up. Like, I, like, just remember, like, like especially music taste. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's true for you. But oh, it was my, the, the music that my brothers would listen to in middle school. I remember, you know, being in, like, elementary school and being like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when, like, I, I don't know why this sticks out in my head, but I remember being in middle school and my brothers were in high school. Mm-hmm. And they listened to the mashup artist Girl Talk. And I just like I that that the album that they used to play is like one of my favorite albums now. Like mm-hmm. I think it's good, but I also think I just associate it with like with that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um that is fascinating. Um so we've talked about what you like in a friendship. Is there is there something that someone could do to end a friendship? You know what I mean? Like maybe mm-hmm. it wouldn't be an act as dramatic as mm-hmm. like, you know, they betray you and yeah. stab you in the back, literally. Mm-hmm. But is there is there something like like for example for me, like I was once uh, hanging out with a friend mm-hmm. in, like, high school. And it was someone who I, like, hadn't seen since middle school. But I was like, oh, let's catch up. We went to, like, a dinner. Mm-hmm. Super mean to the waiter. Mm-hmm. Like, super mean. And then after that, I was like, I don't really need to see this person anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever had anyone, like, do anything to me that would end a friendship. But I've this things similar as that. When I find that people just, like are not kind Mm -hmm. then i'm like ah maybe i don't need to have you in my life (laughs) (laughs) right right and i always thought it was interesting because it was just like someone can be like so nice to you Mm -hmm. but just like their attitude towards others yeah it's just it's really strange a turn off um so are you still friends with the bulk of your uh friend group from catholic school like as you said Mm -hmm. you realize some were geographic some were Mm -hmm. actually in common are you still in touch with most yeah i'm still in touch with uh quite a few people that I went to middle school with, um, mm-hmm. those people, like, also went to my high school, most of them. Because, okay. you know, Catholic school, Catholic right. feeder schools. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I still, I don't talk to them often, but during the summer we always make a point to, like, yeah. see each other, like, yeah. a couple times. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's been mostly uh, my experience, too, with, mm-hmm. like, friends from high school. Yeah. It's, like, you meet up on the breaks. And it's really interesting because now, like, you know, I'm graduating and it's, like, I'm trying to move to, you know, Chicago. I'm from around D.C. originally. And it's mm. like, I don't know when I will see this person ever again. Yeah. Where are you, where are you from? I'm from Dearborn, Michigan. It's a suburb okay. of Detroit. Yeah, I've, I've heard of Dearborn. Mm. I don't know why. I um, can't remember. There's a couple. Henry Ford is from there. It might be that. Um, maybe, maybe. Highest maybe. density of Arab Muslim Americans in the country. I think I actually might have heard that because yeah. I follow uh, C-A-I-R 
on Facebook. It's like an American. I don't know why I'm bringing <laughs> this up. It's just like, I think it's like about, it's, I don't know. I think it's, <laughs> it's weird. I do not think I would bring it up. I think it's called Care. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's about, I'm going to get the names wrong, but it's it's basically like, uh, sort of like the NAACP for Islamic people in America, ah, cool. I think. Maybe I just said something horribly <laughs> <laughs> disgusting, but I, I don't think so. Because I, I, mm-hmm. I think that's how I've heard of Dearborn, Michigan. Or yeah. a Sufi and Stevens song. Uh, yeah, yep. It may have been that. Yeah, we love <laughs> may, them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just edit back and make that the first sentence. Um, Dear, have you lived there your whole life? Mm-hmm. Same house. Same house. Yeah, your never whole life. moved. So. I moved when I was four. Was that traumatic for you? No, it's great. It's great. Good. I used to live uh, in our old house. I lived in the basement. Mm. So I think literally anything else was a step up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Literally, because you step. You know how sense of humor <laughs> is important for you? I don't know if you will ever want to talk to me. Um I have a question. All right. What Shoot. is, what is, and maybe, maybe this could relate to one of your friends you met in Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Off the top of your head, can you recount the weirdest way that you've ever kind of made friends with someone? Hmm. Okay. Let me think. This is a hard one. So I'm going to take yeah. so long to well, think of it. <laughs> I just, cause I think it's, I think it's really interesting and mm-hmm. maybe it might be this because this is, you know what I mean? Actually, yeah. If you were to <laughs> come up to me tomorrow and be like, where, what's the weirdest way you met someone? You'd I would like definitely this. say this. <laughs> yeah. That would be the first one that comes yeah. to my head. I guess. Okay. Maybe not the weirdest. Oh, I think, well, I do oh, think I have one? one. All right. So right. one of my best friends, his name is Showy. Um, okay. Already there's a story. Yeah. How do you spell it? <laughs> S-H-A-W-K-I. Showy. 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 He's Syrian. Okay. Um, and so in like, uh, there's two ways to pronounce it. Showy is the informal way. Shoki is like the okay. formal way the formal in way. Um, Arabic. But so Showy is his name, and he he showed Showy up. Showy is his name. <laughs> Rap is his game. No. Uh. He showed up in my honors bio class freshman year, like two weeks into the school year, because he transferred. It was freshman year of high school. Okay. And he is from Ohio originally. He's from Cleveland, and he okay. had moved to Dearborn. And my our like teacher was a U of M person. She had gone to U of M, and she was mm. really into that. And Showy was like wearing some kind of Ohio State thing. Mm. And she said something along the lines of like oh, do you know people from Ohio are sterile? And Joey was really awkward, and I was Uh like, this is funny. And so I just, like, kept making fun of him more. (laughs) For being (laughs) sterile? Yeah, we were like, oh, you're from Ohio. (laughs) You're not going to have any kids. (laughs) I used to, like, take his erasers and just, like, draw weird shit on them nice, and then, like give them nice. to him and he'd be like what and i was like don't worry we're gonna be friends one day like this is gonna be funny <laughs> and oh by the end of the semester we were friends wow. i just kind of like abused him enough so <laughs> you know that if you weren't friends you would just be a bully like oh, the yeah. story would just be you made fun of a kid from yeah. being from ohio <laughs> yep also like that is that is right out of a movie. I feel like a movie always has a trope of, like, a new kid moving to a new school yeah. and instantly bullied. I'm like, that never happens. But apparently but it, it does. It start. We probably wouldn't have been, like, so weird to him if it weren't for our teacher was like, you're from Ohio, right you, out the gate, sterile. You're sterile. Yeah. And she's a biology teacher. Yeah. And you're like, if anybody knows about yeah, sterility, yeah, we it is we just believed her. We were like, this has to be <laughs> true. <laughs> that is, Wow. I like that it's not even like class. We've got a new student. It's like class. Did you know this guy's shooting blanks? Like we have, we have a crucifix in every classroom because 
Catholic school. That's another right. thing that oh, I think yeah. is normal. We also had a statue Wait. of Mary in every classroom. Did they teach evolution and honors biology in a Catholic school? I... Do they call we it did, something no, else? No, we had evolution, but we touched on, we had a day that our teacher was like, we're not opening the books today. And we, she just like got really serious and she just went on a rant about how soul, like what is a soul? And she was like, you all have souls and God put your soul in your human form. And wow. like, maybe we evolved, but like he created our soul. And like, okay. that was the talk. And we were wow. like, okay. I'm imagining <laughs> she like pulls the blinds down. Cause it was, wow. So U of M, the sticker for U of M was next to the crucifix in a room. And so she was like, just so you know, showy, like, right. God first, U of M second. That was like the other thing. She I, wish said she, to him. I wish she had something even more ridiculous. Like God first, U of M second. And just a poster of Garth Brooks or something, or like <laughs> yeah. Smash Mouth. And it's like showy, okay. And he's like, uh, Diners, right. Drive-ins, and Dives, Guy Fieri, <laughs> third. <laughs> oh, man. Guy Fieri. <laughs> so that would be the weirdest way I've probably yeah, ever Yeah, that's pretty good. Gotten someone to be I, my friend. Yeah, I have never met someone who. Yeah, I've never become friends with someone after they were ostracized for their <laughs> impotence. Yeah. That is that is fascinating. We were only 14, so, like, that's pretty advanced for yeah. us to be able to pick that out already. Yeah. That is... I have seen... It is weird, though, those moments when, like... And your honors biology teacher sounds like this kind of person. When, like, teachers would just, like, like cross, like, cross some sort of line. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it's okay. They're, like, the funny teacher. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just, like, ooh... Yeah. Um, the worst class that I've taken here is a class called the Visual Text. Do you know it? I know of it. Okay. And, and it was taught by someone in, in the class's defense. I'm sure it's like, you know, we talked about interesting stuff. It's mm-hmm. about scene design. Yeah. Um, that was back when I thought I was going to be a theater major. And like you with Catholicism, I eventually decided this <laughs> is This isn't for me. <laughs> Uh, but it was taught by someone who wasn't even a real professor. He was the mm-hmm. husband of a professor at Worcester. Mm-hmm. He's no longer here. Mm-hmm. But he would just, like, I, I came up to him on the first day because I didn't know it was about drawing. And I was mm-hmm. like, I can't draw. And he's like, it's okay. Like, as long as you make an effort. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I would make efforts. I made a mm-hmm. lot of effort. I, and he would always just rip my drawings to shreds. That's not good. And no. And that like tear you down. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> I mean, that'll take you out of the theater major. <laughs> Um, and like, I remember we had to like turn in our final project Mm -hmm. by leaving it outside his door and he like graded it. And then he was like, come pick them up. And I never Mm -hmm. picked mine up. And he kept sending emails that was like, uh, students, it's been two weeks into the new semester. I just want to let you know, not all of you have picked up your pieces. It was just me. (laughs) And I left it there as like a reminder, like you, you don't get to forget about me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm your arch enemy. I guess that's not really related to (laughs) honors biology. Sorry. There's some lights. Okay. Off. Yeah. Well, the lights are now off, and this. I mean, we it's can still see. It's moodier now. It is moodier. It feels more intimate. Yeah, I uh, like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a this is a pretty good time to take a break. Okay. So we'll be back in a second. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed She was 
was looking kind of dumb with a finger and a thumb in the shit. Welcome back to episode two of Michael and Friends, featuring guest Emma Woods. I think we're getting there. I think we're yeah. getting to friendship. I definitely feel the progression. Yeah, and I think this next segment is really going to seal the deal. Uh, a lot of my favorite podcasts have some sort of, like, game or not mm-hmm. not gimmick, but, like, I'm a big fan of Comedy Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. They do stuff like Would You Rather, games like that. So yeah. I came up with a game of my own for this, which is a little more personal. It's called The Well of Questions. Mm-hmm. I have a makeshift uh, container of questions here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you how many questions you're willing to answer. Some of these very shallow, like, how, how are you? <laughs> and some <laughs> of them are like, what do you, what are you most afraid of? Mm-hmm. Um, and based on how many you're just willing to answer randomly, you get to ask me the exact same amount of questions. Okay. It can be one of these, but it can also be whatever you want. And I have to answer truthfully, honestly, I put my life in your hands. Well, good. I put my amateur podcast in your hands. That sounds good. All right, Emma, how many questions are you willing to answer? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm willing to answer, like, any similar. Four? Five, four? Four, four is good. Four okay. is good. All right. Uh, do you want to draw? Here, I'll let you draw the question. Sure. Because that's more organic. And then you'll read it and then have to answer. Okay. The question is, have you seen the movie Ants? Have you seen the movie Ants? <laughs> this is deep. Yeah. Um, I, okay. I'm, th- I'm thinking of A Bug's Life. I've seen A Bug's Life. Right. Ants is, like, the more recent one, but it's, a, like, pretty strictly about ants, right? Yeah. Well, I don't, I think... <laughs> <laughs> the reason I wrote this is because I'm pretty sure Ants came out, like, two months after Bugs Life. Oh. Or like, like, it came out very soon after. Okay. Because I feel like it was, like, two separate studios. Because, like, animation you have to, like, mm-hmm. keep working on. And then, like, I'm just imagining there's, like, all right, guys, two months left till the movie comes out. It's like, do you guys hear this? <laughs> they already did it. So you've so you've not seen the movie No, Ants. I don't think I have seen I don't, the movie I have Ants. not either. Oh, I've not either. Yeah. All right. Who knew uh, bugs were all the rage in like 2000. I know, right? But now it's like I don't know what it is now. Now it's like emotions and <laughs> um, animals. I was thinking of Zootopia. Oh yeah. Which That's my right. friend, have you seen it? I have not. It's pretty. It's pretty cute. It's about. Mm-hmm. It's about a rabbit. It's like, it's like a utopia of zoo animals. It, mm-hmm. It's like people are Clever. animals. Anyway. Zootopia. I, I get it. Yeah, I get what they're talking exactly. about there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a political reference, right? A utopia. Didn't someone write a? Um, yeah, utopia, dystopia. They've been, you know. Yep, they're all. Thomas I just, Moore. I just learned what a panopticon <laughs> is. Do you know what a panopticon is? I uh, yeah, it's that's more of like a social thing, I think. Okay. But okay. I do know what a panopticon is. Okay. <laughs> <Good. laughs> and I hope all five of my listeners do, because I'm not going to take the time to. If you don't know what it is, you should look it up. It's really interesting. Educate yourself. Yeah. Read a book. <laughs> Um, why was I talking about Panopticons? Oh, Utopia. Zootopia. <laughs> I just, this is all to share a joke my friend made that's really dumb, but I think is really funny. Because yeah, well, the movie is about a rabbit who wants to become a police officer. But it's like, <laughs> rabbits are traditionally like prey. And it's like, you're not going to mm-hmm. be a police officer because they're all like rhinos and bears and stuff. <laughs> and my friend was like, do you think, his name is Jason, shout out Jason Kasman. Um, I know because he's going to listen to this, and if I don't give him credit, I'm going to get an angry letter. Which is weird that he says, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, He was like, "Do you think they they're like they're like all meeting? They're like, all right, what should Disney's next movie be?" Someone's like, "How about a buddy cop film?" And someone's like, "Did you say bunny cop?" And then they made this movie. (laughs) It's a great joke. It's a great joke. All right, but you answered my probing question about Mm -hmm. the movie ants. Now you can ask me anything that you want. Well, um, I have pulled up here. Um, there was this thing. I'm on Frisbee. 
Yeah. And so on the way down to Myrtle Beach, thirty six questions to, to fall, fall in, in love. love. Yes. Yeah. So I just pulled this up because I think they're good. They questions. are are great. Oh, Emma, you are killing it. I <laughs> that is what I did on my spring break. We did the drive up from Virginia. We did thirty six mm-hmm. questions to fall in love. Hit me. You can answer from any set because there are three sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> listeners, if you, you don't know, know. <laughs> the New York Times. Uh, had, I think, an opinion piece originally done by, like, a sociologist or a psychiatrist about 36 questions to make you closer with someone. And uh, Emma has one that she is going to ask me from that list. Yeah. Okay. This is a good one. Yep. When did you last sing to yourself? Okay. And when did you last sing to someone else? Uh, I last sang to myself. I sing to myself all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I sang to myself today, and I was singing... Uh, Wait for it from the musical Hamilton, which mm. I highly recommend. And I was just like, it's also like weirdly inspirational. Mm. Even the technically like the villain of the musical is singing it. It's very like inspiring. Mm-hmm. I was just I, I sing to myself all the time. Uh, the last time I sang to someone, I think it was my mom mm-hmm. when I was home for spring break. Uh, every time, actually, uh, so for birthdays, mm-hmm. Mother's Day, and Christmas. I make my mom up. I do a handmade card. Mm-hmm. That sounds nice. All it is is just I take a song she likes and I rewrite it mm-hmm. to fit either Christmas, her birthday, <laughs> or Mother's Day. So for her birthday, which was in mm-hmm. February, I rewrote Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah to mm-hmm. Happy Birthday. <laughs> and when I was over spring break, I, I hadn't seen her since her birthday. So mm-hmm. I, so. It's a tradition of me to also, like, sing it in my mm-hmm. best impression of that singer. Yeah. Uh, so that was the last time I formally, like, sang mm-hmm. to someone. Yeah. I was going to say the word serenade, but I don't think I have good enough voice to, like, <laughs> you know. I'm sure she would have said that you serenaded her. You know, that's right. That's right. That's right. Give yourself credit. I will give myself some credit. Also, I'm a huge mama's boy. All right. <laughs> next question, Emma. Okay. Here we go. What is your biggest fear? Mm. Okay. Hmm. I think that... I think that my biggest fear is that... um, I guess someone in my life um, dies. Mm. And I think, like, even more specific than that, my biggest fear is that someone in my life um, would have killed themselves. And, like, I wouldn't have been there, like, to To, stop that. Right. To to prevent that in some way. Yeah. That would be, like... Yeah, that's fear. that's that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is, yeah, especially like I like I have friends who suffer mm-hmm. from mental mm-hmm. mental illness, and there have been some rough patches in in mm-hmm. high school, and like that's also, it's interesting too because like, and when someone you know does die in that way, there's mm-hmm. always sort of like that's that stigma. Like when you talk about them, mm-hmm. it's always like when someone dies in a car accident, you talk about that in so much a different way than yeah. if they kill themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's and a with Catholicism. There's like even more oh, stigma. Oh shit, you're right. Because yeah. like that is a, one of the technically like still a sin. People are like kind of trying to like unsin it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't read, think that's the word. Like figure out how they're gonna like talk about it. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, just in religion in general. Wow. Like, and I feel like that would not <laughs> I feel like this is gonna get really dark. But I feel like if you grew up with Catholicism mm-hmm. and you are 
you suffer from depression and then you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm having these thoughts. I don't think you're going to be like, wait, I can't do it. It's a sin. Like, yeah, I don't think that that's going to help deterrent. at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like when the Catholic church, they're like, okay, how are we going to stop people from killing themselves? Mm-hmm. Make it a sin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Should we offer any counseling? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, all, they right. get it. They got it. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a big fear. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, now you may ask me anything. Okay. Okay. Got another one that I liked. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what uh, would it be? That's a good okay. one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I guess I would say, well, this isn't really me being raised, but um, I, I wish, because we were talking about siblings earlier. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the reasons I'm only connecting with my brother's more recently mm-hmm. is because growing up I definitely was like I want their attention so I'm going to do something crazy mm-hmm. I'm going to do something that they'll laugh at mm-hmm. but I wasn't smart enough to like make in my opinion I wasn't smart enough to like make the jokes that would make them laugh because mm-hmm. think about the, the difference between the sense of humor of an 8 year old and a 12 year old yeah, or an 8 year old and you know a 14 year old mm-hmm. so I would do stuff to make them laugh like eat crazy stuff mm-hmm. or uh when I was, we were at an art museum in Portland, Maine, and my brother Jack said, I'll give you $5 if you snort this, if you snort five lines of salt. Five Five lines? lines like cocaine lines of salt. And I Ooh. did it, and I used the $5 <laughs> bill as a straw, and I spent the next 45 minutes in the bathroom just, like, flushing it, like, like. Salt pulling. crystals are really big. So I can only I mean, it, imagine. It was like I had to stop. Like, it wasn't clean. It was like yeah. it was like stopping and starting. Yeah. It was terrible. So growing up, I think I wish I had, like, been maybe more of myself around mm-hmm. my brother. Like, not be so scared of, like, being open or being vulnerable and yeah. like, forming a genuine connection. Mm-hmm. But I guess in terms of, like, how I was raised, like, in terms of my parents, I wish I had grown up in more of a neighborhood. I didn't mm-hmm. really grow up in a neighborhood. I would... I hung out with my neighbors maybe, like, a couple times. But, Mm -hmm. like, I kind of wanted to live in, like, a cul-de-sac suburb. I lived sort of, like, not out in the country, but not not out in the country. Yeah. So that's what I would change is a neighborhood. And then maybe that would socialize me better (laughs) so I wouldn't be snorting lines of salt in a Portland art museum. Bye. (laughs) I did get that $5. But then my brothers, when they learned to drive, they would Mm -hmm. just stop at McDonald's on the way home. And they'd get something from the dollar menu, and they'd be like, hey, Michael, I'll give you this burger for $3. And I'd be like, oh, free burger. Yeah. Even though I know that makes economic Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll give you all this the... burger for $3. <laughs> you immediately think, yeah. free burger. Yeah. All the money they would use to convince me to do dumb stuff, mm-hmm. they would just earn back double through, like, McChickens and yeah. Snickers. <laughs> That's really smart of them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're smart. My twi- The brothers that are twins, they miss one question on the SAT. And they both miss the same question. That's... Now, how am I supposed that, to... I don't know. How, what? You don't, <laughs> you don't believe this? I believe it. But, like, that's weird. <laughs> that Right. It's weird. Imagine how trying to grow up with that. Also, they're twins, so, like, they're always constantly hanging out with themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you could hang out with, like, uh, another you, got mm-hmm. all your jokes, exact same age as you, went to school with you, mm-hmm. why would you hang out with anyone else? That's true. Yeah. Um, it makes it easy. <laughs> all right. Next question. Okay. Here we go. Hmm. Favorite rapper. Yeah, favorite rapper, Emma. Now, if you need to pass on this, if it's too <laughs> personal. Yeah, I understand. Um, I think I can dig deep. 
Um, I don't listen to that much rap, but my favorite rapper would be Chance the Rapper. I was so I don't know. I think you when know. you said favorite rapper, I was like Chance the Rapper. I don't know why. <laughs> like me, like I just I look like the type. <laughs> no, no, I don't know why. I think it's because the the song that I would have been singing to myself if I mm-hmm. hadn't listened to Wait for It is I'm super into Ultralight Beam. Mm-hmm. Which have you heard it? Yeah. yeah. And I think he is the best part of that song. Yeah. And he's so good. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's a good answer. I love. I I think I also want to give him credit for that name, because mm-hmm. technically everyone has that as a part of their name, like Kanye the rapper, Jay Z yeah. the rapper. But it's like, but he really awesome. took it. Yeah, yeah and he, he used really to did. be Chano. Like, oh really? His name is like I'm pretty sure his full name is Chancellor. Like, really? I'm fairly certain that that's his full name. And like, there are <laughs> videos on YouTube of him being like 14 wow. and in his like high school in Chicago, like trying to freestyle with his friends, well, no which is w- really funny to watch <laughs> if I recommend it. <laughs> I will look it up. I mean, no wonder you change your name if you're like, if you're like, all right, like, we got the rap crew, like, T-Dog, <laughs> like, Mr. Pib, and Chancellor. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like you either have to, like, completely, like, own all the, like, connotations mm-hmm. that will come with being named Chancellor or shorten it to Did a cool name, Chance. like Chance the Rapper. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer, good answer. Oh, now your turn. Okay, hmm, a question. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a funny one that I actually am wondering. So um, we were going to set this up yeah. a while ago. Yes. And it was a funny thing that we've been doing where um, every time I see you, I look away. Yes. And um, it's a really good bit, really hot bit. Um, I love that you just used the word hot, hot bit, bit organically yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I've been enjoying that bit. And so I just want to ask you if you remember, we were like gonna set it up or at least it was like in talks. Like I had yeah. talked to Cullen or right. like you had talked to Cullen or whatever. And um, then I was at one of the rehearsals for dance company and you were there <laughs> writing an article mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, crap, because <laughs> I like was still trying to keep this bit going, right. but also was trying to do a dance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do you recall that? I it recall. Was a goofy day for I me. don't. <laughs> So I recall being there, I recall mm-hmm. writing the article, and I recall noticing, you know, I was like, whoa, I didn't know Emma Woods also, like, danced. Like, mm-hmm. that's so cool. Also, I thought you did a great job. <laughs> oh, thank you. Fall dance concert. And, um, yeah, fall dance concert. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only time I've seen you perform. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were, you were uh, fine in that rehearsal. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded, you were fine. No, but I didn't notice any problems. Wait, oh. that, that's, that's even <laughs> that's worse. That's <laughs> I'm saying I in think, my critique, like I didn't notice anything. So no. That's good. <laughs> um, no, I thought I saw you. Oh, weren't you in both of Emmy's pieces for? Yeah, I did the yeah, senior for, piece for also. the senior weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I also yeah. thought that was awesome, oh, and that you. you definitely were in. Um, I noticed in that because were both of those new or just one of those? Um, the, oh no, there was only one piece by Emmy in yeah. the senior weekend, and yeah, that and was, it was new. Long. Yeah, yeah, and it, I was going to say that was mm-hmm. long. That was like a solid six or seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And I will go on record here and say I, it wasn't until I started writing that article mm-hmm. that I, well, and when I started dating a dance major, that I realized how much work dance is. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! Like I, I, it is the most right. It's the most physical art. And yeah. I never, like, I, I always, I never n- didn't consider it art. I'm like, mm-hmm. of course dance is art. Yeah. But I didn't realize, like, you could classify that shit as a sport. Like, you are sprinting. Oh, yeah. You are out of breath. You mm-hmm. are sweating. Like, mm-hmm. so props to you. <laughs> because, like, and you also play a sport. So, mm-hmm. like, you could 
kick my ass, probably. <laughs> I really appreciate yeah. all of that. Yeah. That's what... The, oh, and to answer, like, traits in a friendship, I would always want to be friends with someone who could beat me up, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Those I'm are good, just good people to, like, have yeah. around in your posse. Yeah. yeah. I do remember that. I do remember seeing you there. I'm like, still got to keep up this hot thing. Yeah. And yeah. there were... There's actually... Do you remember a time when we were near um, the C-Store, mm-hmm. the on-campus convenience store, slash coffee... No, not really. Coffee shop. Anyway, it's they sell of... coffee. Uh, that was just for non-Worcesterites. All two of them are listening to this. <laughs> anyway, but, like, I remember we were, like, it was, like, a big group of people. Mm-hmm. And you, like, came up. And I was, like, ah! Oh, like, <laughs> that we was can't the first, exchange I was trying to words. talk about Justin Bieber's sorry. Oh, yes! Which is <laughs> And you were, like, brilliant. get out of here! <laughs> and I was, like, all right. And I ran away. And from then I was, yeah. like, got it. See Michael Hatchet. Right. Run. Right. <laughs> I should... It might have, you know... In hindsight, I shouldn't have said, scram, get out of here, and started throwing rocks at you. Yeah. Like, is yeah. that an airbud? I don't know. There's, like, some movie where it's, like, a dog, and it's like, go out of here, you gotta go. And the dog, like, a trope? Yeah, old it's, Yeller? It's a tro- it oh, no, Old Yeller. Old Yeller. I think yeah, it's Old it's Yeller. Like, I don't love you anymore. Don't right. you see? Don't you see, you dumb dog? You yeah. mangy mutt. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that to you, and I yeah, thought. You, you old yellered me. I did, I did. Um, which, uh, afterwards, do you want to go to this barn just out back and then, <laughs> it's getting very dark. yeah, um, but, oh yeah, the sorry dance, which I just rewatched the video, mm-hmm. uh, for the first time in a long time. What a video. Kill so it. good. I actually, and maybe I shouldn't be saying this publicly. I want to learn that dance. And the reason I don't want to say this publicly mm-hmm. is so that I can, like, I feel like I could break out some of those mm-hmm. moves, like no matter what, Yeah. so that I always have something to fall back on. In case like there's ever like an 80s style dance off yeah. where I have to win in order to play in the big hockey game and yeah. go on a date with Trisha Mitchell. Yeah. Um, I can see that happening 100%. Mm-hmm. And I can also go on record saying that I know a bit of the sorry dance. Yeah. So if you, I can teach it to you sometime okay. if you okay. like. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> uh, Emily did say that she would also teach me, but I yes. think I need to, I need mm-hmm. so much help mm-hmm. that I need to. I <laughs> Emily and I do a bit of dancing, the sorry dance, like backstage at dance company really yeah that is fantastic yeah which can i ask what mm-hmm. bit is it um wait what oh the okay so it start like it's online there's a tutorial oh yeah okay. and it's just like the first full verse okay but then i've right. kind of taught myself some of the stuff in the second verse okay um, does the first yeah. verse have that move where it's like maybe once or twice because I really like that move because they're doing this hip thing and they like have like a one up in the air and then they like change it to a two and he says anyway I, I maybe shout out to Justin Bieber sponsoring mm-hmm. this podcast go check out the sorry video if you haven't seen it it is a great video like I think mm-hmm. when they do like VH1 I love the 2010s oh yeah they're gonna have a bit where they have like D-list comedians talk about the sorry oh video. yeah because it's great it's mm-hmm. fantastic you're getting ready for that. I, I am getting ready. Um, last question. Emma. Yes. Last question. Okay. Mm. How do you feel about John Mayer? <laughs> you, got a, you got a good... Well, no. It was a 75-25 split yeah. of the deep ones and shallow ones. But how do you feel about John Mayer? Um, okay. So I know very little about okay. John Mayer. But for some reason, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I just really don't like, like him viscerally. If you mm-hmm. go like, "Oh, John Mayer," I'm like, Bleh! "Like yeah. I just don't." <laughs> you like, physically vomit yeah, when yeah, you hear every his time. name. <laughs> Fathers yeah. be good to your daughters. That song, 
I hate that song. I hate, I've never heard that song. I hate the concept of that song. Yeah. How about daughters be good to yourselves? Yeah. And remember that you live in a world that mm-hmm. condemns women for being women. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't have the same ring to it, I will say. Yeah. That. Better message, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not crazy about John Mayer either. Who yeah. is your favorite musician? I know oh, that's, yeah, that you don't so have hard. to go to superlative, okay. but like, what's one that you're always like, this is like, I can listen to this person for a, days. A, a backbone musician that I like will go back to a lot yes. is the band of Montreal. Oh yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Which is like going back to siblings that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother, Caleb, who like was 24 when I was 12, wow. Um, wow. put a lot of, of Montreal on our home computer. So, like, I was listening to it when I was, probably shouldn't have been. (laughs) And so I feel like I, you know, it's like, was my, the music of my youth. So I always go back to it. That's so, that's that's so interesting, too, because, like, you don't hear, like, oh, of Montreal. Yeah, that's a genre. That's Mm -hmm. that's a band for 12-year-olds to listen Mm -hmm. to. That's good. Yeah, I, I same deal. Like it was on our computer, mm-hmm. and in fact, when my brothers went to college, they had this program called Mojo. Mm-hmm. And what it did was, you know how like when you have, um, like a home network, it'll mm-hmm. show you like the music on other people's computers, yeah. and you can listen to that, but you can't download it. Mm-hmm. But this program let you did. So that's what I would do with their music. Yeah. And like it's interesting because like I can go back now and I can be like, oh, I remember when I got you know Ice Cubes. It was a good day. Like from. <laughs> From that computer and stuff like that. Completely. And so you get to ask me one more. Yeah. Um, one more question is, I'm curious, like, what are you doing after you're graduating from college? Well, I... So here's the plan. Yeah. Here's the plan. Uh, I want to move to Chicago. Yes. By, I'm hope hopefully September. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lucky to... Um, and again, you will hear this mm-hmm. throughout our continued friendship. Mm-hmm. I talk about how I studied abroad in Chicago, abroad in quotations. <laughs> I think I mentioned that on this last episode of this podcast. I talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's the most interesting thing that happened to me. <laughs> but I met a lot of friends, and I really want to go back there. Mm-hmm. It's got a great comedy scene. Yeah. I want to live with my friend uh, Allie, who I mm-hmm. met in the program, and she told me recently that, like, September, like, she'll have a room opening up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to go there and pursue comedy, but I need a day job. Mm-hmm. And recently, you know... For the most part, when I realized I wanted to do comedy, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to starve. Like, mm-hmm. I'm ready to live in a cockroach-infested apartment, mm-hmm. you know, work at Applebee's, Rainforest Cafe, or whatever. Yeah. Whatever I need to do. But my dad, over, uh, I think over fall break, was like, hey, what if you didn't, like, have to do that? He was mm-hmm. like, I could see you working in a creative agency. Yeah. And so what I'm doing now is I'm trying to get ready to, like, I want to see if I can line up some interviews this summer. But I mm-hmm. want to work in, like, advertising, marketing, PR, like, stuff. Yeah. Because I think I'd be good at it because mm-hmm. a lot of that is, like, storytelling and mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of humor and stuff like that. Do I think it's categorically kind of evil to be a part of a business that's only <laughs> goal is to separate people from their money? Yes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the way I'm thinking about it is that, like, in entering this career, mm-hmm. I'm taking sort of a morality loan mm-hmm. that, I mu- that I'm going to pay, pay back, back, hopefully, when I'm more yeah. of, like, an established comedian. Or maybe, like, <laughs> while I'm working, like, maybe I like do charity work or like like something Mm -hmm. because i do feel like that marketing and advertising is kind of evil Mm -hmm. uh so the plan is to work that like as a day job because i also think like i think that you do you know there is something you said for struggling for art that it Mm -hmm. will propel you it will inspire you you'll be hungry but i also think there's something to be said for a little bit of financial comfort yeah that will improve like 
I, I feel like your your state of mind and quality yeah. of life, and mm-hmm. I think that makes it easier. Mm-hmm. You won't resent your art, right? You for won't... like making you starve. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and as Kanye said, he was like, uh, "I think great art does come from great, great pain, but mm-hmm. great art also comes from great artists." Mm-hmm. So, my connection with that is like <laughs> maybe I don't have to go through a lot of pain mm-hmm. to be a good comedian. Yeah. That's what my dad keeps telling me. Is he's like. He's like, are you going to be a good writer? Because I haven't really been mean to you. I've been really present <laughs> in your life. I've been really supporting, mm-hmm. encouraging. I never, like, went to the store and never came back. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, like, I'm, I think I can, <laughs> can write about other stuff, right? Um, but, yeah. Well, um, maybe then someday, like Kanye, you will be able to buy furs and houses yeah. for your family. Yeah. That's, like, the end goal. That is, that is, that is I think, all of our end goals. I actually yeah. just read a biography of Kanye. <laughs> Super interesting, too. I'm only bringing this up. It was called Kanye West, God or Monster, <laughs> which is a great <laughs> Those name. Those are the only two that he's right. allowed to be, <laughs> yeah. so that makes sense. What I, think, what I think is great about Kanye, I do think sometimes he's very insecure and acts like sort of a petulant child. Mm-hmm. I also think he's a genius. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is, like, since his latest album came out, like, you know, he's been in the headlines because, like, oh, he's talking about how influential and great he is. Mm-hmm. But you read this biography, he's been doing that since he was in talent shows as, like, a 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm the best person at this talent show. <laughs> and all he would do is, like, lip-sync Stevie Wonder. <laughs> but, like, I'm just imagining, like, Kanye, like, dressing exactly the same, going on the same tirades but like, as, as, like, a 12-year-old. So that's one thing that can be said of Kanye, consistency. Yeah, that's so funny. I can People are like, oh, man, he'll grow out of it. Like, this is a phase. Nope. Not at all. Nope. He just wants to buy furs and buy houses. Yep. <laughs> he is kind of like a lord in, like, the like 1400s, you know, in Europe. <laughs> that's just what he sounds like to me. Like, I yeah. can buy furs for my family. <laughs> yeah. I am wealthy, but I'm also in debt. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm $40 million in debt and also the richest artist living. My friend tried to start a GoFundMe for him, but <laughs> but you need his email. And she asked, she tweeted, she was like, hey, could you give me your email? But he didn't respond. Yeah, it's fine. almost like he doesn't want our help yeah. to raise his yeah. $41 million. Hey, Kanye, I know you're listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just let us help. Help us help you, man. Help us. We're all on your side here. We're all on your side, Kanye. This is a safe space. This This is is, a safe recording studio. This is a safe space. (laughs) You can't see, but I'm doing that uh, motion with your hands. Like you're kind of swimming, but like in a small area. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm a very lazy DJ. Um, All right, Emma, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I look forward to the fact that... um, you and I will now be allowed to be friends. Yeah. Uh, and and it, I like it. I think, yeah. also think the idea is so dumb that, like, I de- we deprived ourselves of a friendship for the purpose of, of a, this conversation. Of this conversation. It's so organic, I, Yeah. <laughs> it is. And I feel like it is worth it. And to seal the deal. Oh, gosh. To seal the deal, I'm going on Facebook right now. We have 55 mutual friends, <laughs> and I just added you. Great oh, profile wow. picture, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Was that, that a professional shoot? Or? No, it was uh, taken by Gabe Delgao. Who... Gabe Delgao, who, uh, promo, Gabe Delgao uh, sponsored this program by giving us the microphone to mm. record it. So thank you, Gabe Delgao. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Emma, for being on this podcast. Thank you for having me. Maybe in five years we will have a retrospective and see where we are. That would be really great. Uh, I look forward to um, avoiding you for the next five years so <laughs> yeah. we can again have an organic <laughs> <Yeah>. meetup. 
Then. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Boom. 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 Ping. Boom. 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 Ping. Boom. 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 Friends sing together. La 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 la. Friends do things together. La 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 la. Friends laugh together. Ha 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 ha. Friends make graphs together. La 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 la. Friends help you when you're in danger. Friends are people who are not strangers. Friends help you shift to a new place. Tell you if you've got food on your face. Friends are the ones on whom you can depend. He's my friend. He's not my friend. Friends are the ones who are there in the end. He's my friend. They're not my friend.